Hey everyone, Matt Burton here. This is our pre and post finale for this OKC Thunder season. We go into detail about the season as a whole and look forward to some draft projections. This was our first year doing this with this crew, and we can't wait to bring you more awesome stuff this summer with more great coverage and even some podcasts. So be on the lookout for those. For your best coverage of the OKC Thunder, go follow Brandon Rabar at Brandon Rabar, R-A-H-B-A-R, Daniel Bell at Basketball Guru D, and Christine Butterfield at CB on Sports. If you aren't following the rest of the crew already, go follow Jerry at TV's Jerry, Ryan Chapman at Radio's Ryan, myself at I am Matt Burton, and Josh Connett at J underscore Con one with two N's. Now, here's our final show of the season, and as always, the vibes were immaculate. It's it. This is the final one. The final pregame show slash postgame show slash thunder wrap up for the season, getting you ready for the summer. All the good stuff that you want. It's going to be a uh, hour and a half, two hour. I don't know. We get uh, controls on the weekends and Sundays, so we can take it as long as we want. All your favorites, me, Brandon, and Daniel will start it off. Uh, Matt Burton, Christine Butterfield, Josh Conant, all in the house. We are going to rotate in and out, giving you a one last look at the Oklahoma City Thunder as they take on the Los Angeles Clippers tonight. In a uh, just slow, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Methodical, just end to this season. Brandon, Daniel, it's here. It's finally here. And look up. It's a game against the Clippers that they also are not the biggest fan of wanting to win. Brandon, I actually saw it from your Twitter earlier today. Uh, who are the Los Angeles uh, Clippers sitting tonight as they go for a uh, another year of ruining the uh, second pick for the Oklahoma City Thunder? <laughs> right. Well, the good thing is the Clippers don't really care one way or another. Like last year, they were really trying to avoid the Lakers, which in hindsight seems hilarious. Uh, but... They were intentionally trying to lose last year, and they did. This year, they're just neutral. They're resting uh, Paul George, Norman Powell, Reggie Jackson, and Marcus Morris. So, I mean, I know that sounds like a lot of big names, and it is, but that still leaves the Clippers with uh, Batum, uh, Covington, Kennard, Mann, Hartenstein, Coffee, Hood, uh, Zubak. I mean, they've got uh, some good, solid rotation players still in the mix tonight, so they're they're trotting out a solid team. They're not trotting out a team like last year where they were trying to lose. They're just, they couldn't care less one way or another. And when we talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder, Daniel, uh, all your favorites are back. Uh, there is one uh, one last probably shot for you to uh, check out the greatest six-foot hooker. A hook shot. Wait, that's not the right way to say that. Hook shotter. Six-foot. <laughs> uh, out there, uh, and uh, can we? Is Isaiah Roby is out for the season, correct? Or is he is he ready to roll tonight? 
Have we seen anything we, on Isaiah uh, Roby yet? We don't know. Yeah, Actually, the, the media call is happening yeah. right now. Oh, okay. So, so we'll probably find out here in just a minute. Do you have it on c- closed caption or do you need to, do you need to step <laughs> I'm, away? I'm, I'm reading lips. Okay, got you. Uh, but, Daniel, uh, go ahead. And the end of this season, I, I like that a lot of people, especially people that cover the Thunder, are sort of giving you that, oh, man, what a crazy season. What a great season that this has been. I think the thud at the end of the season kind of explains how this last month and couple of weeks have gone is there any redeeming quality of anybody left that's going to play for the thunder tonight <laughs> beat maybe like, I don't, yeah like v could yeah, possibly stick around like he he could be around that's, uh, yeah that's literally it no, nobody else unless roby plays I, I, I don't see him sticking around I, he has a team option and they have to get rid of somebody so he seems like a guy and they didn't they, they haven't played him all year and if it seems like if they would have wanted to keep him around for the for next year, he wouldn't be playing right now. And they're, they're giving him a chance to audition for another team is what is the only reason I'm thinking of. They have not shut him down because they've shut, literally shut down everybody else. Like, why are you shutting down Lindy Waters? <laughs> like, because he scored like eight it, points in four minutes the other <laughs> night. He's dangerous. But I cannot afford to play him. And like Broby has outplayed Jokic. So so I mean like. I, it, that tells me that they want Lindy to be around, whether it's the through the G League or web, whatever in whatever capacity for next year. It doesn't seem like they want uh, Roby to stick around, and they want to give him a chance to just see show other teams that he can still play. He's playing fire though. He's been yeah. playing so yeah. well. Like when they when they trotted him out in the starting lineup versus that Lakers squad without you know Russ, LeBron, and Davis. I was like, what are they doing? This is playing with fire. If they're trying to lose this game, Roby's been playing too well. The the fluidness of this uh, the team that they have on the floor tonight. I, I think there is going to be a couple of guys that are playing for spots on the Thunder next season. All depending on who they draft, and that's going to be a huge deal in, in who they draft coming up. And, and I guess are they going to use all their draft picks? That's a question in itself. Who are they going? To, are they going to get a big guy? Is the big guy the first guy they're going to get, or are they going to get relegated to picking the best available? Which at the time that you get down to the five and six and seven and all those guys, those guys are guards, right? Uh, do they take? Uh, a huge uh, pick, and who, who's the Kentucky kid that was a Shaden Sharp? Yeah, do they take a Shaden Sharp and just roll the dice on that? Maybe hoping to you know score big, and if not, then you still you have assets to take into the next season. Um, I do think that there's a couple of guys that are on the court tonight that are playing for the off chance that the Thunder don't exactly get what they get in the draft, and it's going to be another year of discovery, another year of transition, another year of whatever you do not call it the tank. Stop calling it a tank because it's not a tank. That's exactly what it is. But They uh, signed a guy at 545 and started him at 7 o'clock. What do you mean it's not a tank? What else else would you call it? smart management is what that is. (laughs) My man was ready to play. Don't they always tell you, always be ready, right? (laughs) That's right. Luck is when opportunity meets uh, chance or whatever. Yeah, so that's that's exactly what happens. Like hard work meets luck is hard when hard work meets opportunity. I feel terrible because I'm usually pretty good about uh, covering the Oklahoma City Thunder, and I still haven't uh, haven't learned the Acropolis Assassins like name and like how to how, just call him that. Yeah, that's what I've been calling him, the Acropolis Assassin. That's all I've been doing. I just uh, think George Costanza every time I see see his name. <laughs> Right. So, I mean, that's what it looks like. So, so that's that's tonight's matchup. Um, 
I, let's have some fun here. Let's have some fun here. Look over the uh, Los Angeles Clippers uh, starting lineup. Or whoever they have, actually, what they only have seven players. Brandon, is that what you were saying? No, I mean they've got they've got players. They've got worse players than that. But the good thing is they're actually playing those solid rotation players tonight. The the their starting lineup was just announced. Let me let me find. Okay, it there we go. Okay, so here's what we want to do, Daniel. This is what we're trying to do. I would I want you to pick, and then we'll have a, a Dr. Pepper and Amaretto uh, betting on this. Okay. Okay. Who is the leading scorer for the Clippers tonight? Who is going to be? Is Luke Kennard playing? Not, well, darn you. You got to go, go with the Duke guy. Are you going with Kennard? I think it depends on who who else he says. All right. All right. Here we go. Go ahead. The starting man, Coffee, Kennard, Ooh. Batum, and Zubak. Well, that's tough. Zubak. It's between, it's going to be between Kennard and man. I agree. I agree. I'm going to go, I'm going to stay with the Duke guy. All right. So you're going Kennard? Yes. Uh, I, well, here, do you want rock, paper, scissors for this? Because we're both want Kennard. Yeah, all right, all right. Ready? Here we go. Rock, One, paper, two, three. Uh, you I win. Who are we doing? Like, who's doing it? Who gets the next? Yeah, you, got, you already got you already your guy. Got, oh, okay. So I get man. Okay. And right. I get which Terrence Mann, which is also the guy that got kidnapped in Field of Dreams, right? <laughs> That's right. Was that his name? Is Terrence Mann? Was it? Was it? I, I believe so. I don't remember. Yeah, James Earl Jones' character. You know, I, I love the movie. I just don't remember. His I character believe his name was, right. was was yeah. So I get Terrence Mann. He was he was an author, right? Like a yes, writer. Wrote yeah. in the sixties. Yeah, yes. that's right. Um, I guess I'll go with. Batum. Although Covington wouldn't be a bad dark horse. Zubak. Zubak? Out, out of the, all those guys, I'll yeah. go I'll go Batum. I'll go Batum. Like, who's going to stop Zubak? <laughs> it also depends on if they give these guys like yeah, the full allotment of minutes true, or not. Yeah. Like, Are they going to do a thing like the Pistons did where they played Cade, Stewart, and Bay like six minutes and then sat on the rest of the game? Now, the Pistons had a, a reason to lose that game. Uh, the Clippers, again, this doesn't matter for them one way or another. It just depends on if they're you know, wanting to play their guys Let's or get- not. Everybody up to speed, Brandon, right now, if the season were to end. Do you have the scenarios in front of you? Because I said scenario. Uh, I, have, I have them memorized. You, have the, you, <laughs> <laughs> you literally have the scenarios memorized tonight. Okay. Uh, here, let's just make it easy for everybody. With a Clippers win. With a Clippers win, the Thunder, at worst, will have sole possession of the number four lottery spot odds. Okay. If the Thunder win... If the Thunder win, they will tie the Pacers for the number four slash number five lottery odds. And so then all of a sudden, instead of getting 48% chance of a top four pick, it'll be a 45% chance of a top four pick. And then they could slot into the five spot instead of the four spot. That will depend on a coin flip. This exact scenario happened last year with the Thunder and the Cavs. The Thunder ended up winning the coin flip, getting the four spot. The Cavs got the five spot, and the Cavs ended up with Evan Mobley. Uh, anyways, so, you know, uh, but you still want to win that coin flip because it determines how far you can slide down. So, yeah, uh, again, oh, also, there's still a chance that with a Clippers win and a Thunder loss, if the Pistons beat the 76ers today and they're down 62 to 60 right now at halftime, then the Thunder could tie with the Pistons for the number three lottery spot. Oh, good. Because I was worried this is going to get confusing. <laughs> I'm so glad that you uh, <laughs> you did that so easily uh, and, and helped everybody out. I, um, 
I, I just want to say that uh, it's been an absolute joy uh, working with you gentlemen this year. And uh, this is just the beginning. This has been our de- uh, developmental year. And uh, we will have uh, stuff coming out in the next week or so. Our grades through the season, exit interviews, and all that stuff. Uh, before we get out of here uh, for this segment, I mean, when are... I, 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 don't, I know that I don't think any of us know yet, but when do you anticipate with the trip to Los Angeles that exit interviews will be for the Thunder? They usually like to do them really quickly. I can't imagine they'll fly them home tonight after a late game and do exit interviews tomorrow. My guess would be Tuesday because they, they want to get them, you know, let them have their vacation ASAP. Uh, you mean they haven't been on vacation this whole time? <laughs> <laughs> Jalen Horde hasn't been. He's been working hard the last two weeks. I got to deserve some vacation. No, yeah. So I, I'm guessing Tuesday. Okay. Oh, do we? All, and this is like this is funny because it's kind of like producing on the fly. Do we all have our like what we're set up to do? Are we all ready to do this? Like, are we? Are we going? Are you going to be in person? Are you going to be on Zoom? Where, uh, where are you doing yours? Uh, it depends on what day and what time, and if I'm available. I mean. It, it's nice to be able to do them on Zoom now. Obviously, I'd like to go and do them in person. Uh, so if I can, I will. Maybe half and half. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. And then out of all the people that are going to talk, who are you most interested in, in talking to? Ooh. Oh, wow. I mean, I, oh, I, my gosh, I, really? I mean, I'd, I'd Sam still Presti? Say, yeah. Sam Presti will definitely be the most fascinating one, the, the one that might give us clues. No, not to, a chance. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> we got a bunch of words that we don't understand and have to look up. No, uh, I mean, I'd have to say it'd be SJ and Giddy. I mean, that's kind of the you know the easy answers, but you know, you want to hear from them what they thought of the season, what they're going to work on this off season, what they feel about the future of the Thunder and and the direction it's headed. Oh, okay. Oh, we're working I right now. Turn down, I swear. All right, let's. <laughs> I have hey, the volume on. hey, my man's recording in progress right now. You know what that means? We're going to take a break. When we get back, we might shuffle up the lineup here a little bit. Remember, it's going to be a late night start for the Oklahoma City Thunder. If you're a true blue fan, one, you're listening to us, and two, you're going to stick it out towards the end. We will take you all the way up to it. Pump up the volume. We're now seven seven. The franchise, Jerry Ramsey, Daniel Bell. We went ahead since we're tanking. We sent Brandon to the bench. Bringing in off the bench. It's Ryan Chapman. Ryan Chapman coming in. Fresh from Qdoba. Grabbing his cans. That's the official word for him, by the way. This is cans. They're called cans. Do you know that, Daniel? The headphones? Yes. No, I did not. Yes, they're called cans. That's the professional. Uh, just how we say it as professionals. Okay. Sure. What do you have? What do you have? What 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 are you wearing around your ears? Bose. No, kid. They're not, they're they're cans. <laughs> it's a pair of cans. There you go. See, there you go. Ryan Chapman joining us right now. We were talking about what happens tonight if the Clippers win. Okay. If the Thunder win. Uh, also, there's other scenarios that are out there with it. Actually, I Brandon really confused me. So we got guest host Rosie Perez from White Man Can't Jump to really explain explain to us. Sometimes when you win, you really lose. And sometimes when you lose, you really win. And sometimes when you win or lose, you actually tie. And sometimes when you tie, you actually win or lose. I hate it when you talk like that. <laughs> so that Early was, adopter of the tank. That was perfect. <laughs> like, wow. 
Have you never seen White Man Can't Jump? No, I have. I just don't, I mean, I don't remember that scene. Oh, you don't remember that part? That was a very important part of this. Very, very important part of the movie. I just so. remember them playing basketball and uh, Marcus Johnson going to get his gun <laughs> to shoot everybody. Dan- Daniel, there's so much more <laughs> to life in that film than just what happens on the court between the white lines. Yeah. Can we all agree that Woody Harrelson was the better of the two? Yes. Yes, of course. Like that, that is the, of course. Without Woody Harrelson. It, it makes me mad that Jack Harlow is going to be in the new one because he absolutely cannot play basketball. That was very important. I saw a like a special on it, like a little. They did like a little ten minute thing on Sports Center about the anniversary of it that that is just not passing. And Snipes was there, and so was Woody Harrelson. And it was very important to them that the basketball seem real. I will be very honest. I think it was more important for them to think that the basketball re- was real on White Man Can't Jump as opposed to the game tonight that we're going to watch yes, with, 100%. The, with the Clippers and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, let's get into kind of the next steps for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Daniel, I don't know if you've seen this, and Ryan, I don't know if you've seen this yet, but some important uh, buy-ins or lack of buy-ins or whatever uh, throughout the uh, the, the summer. Yes. yes. So Okay, so June 29th. Uh, it looks like Favors has until June 29th to opt into his $10.2 million contract uh, unless a buyout is reached. Daniel, your opinion first. Do you think that they're just going to let him buy in uh, or are they going to try to buy him out? Well, first, it's not going to take till June 29th for him to opt into his $10 million. I'll tell you that. But then it, I'd be very surprised if the Thunder bought him out because the Thunder don't buy out guys. And I can't remember who the last guy they bought out, but it was like for five million dollars or something. Or no, Kimba Walker. Walker. Yeah, yeah. that's about to say. But Kimba Walker. Like, but Kimba Walker like served absolutely no purpose. Where you could try to get something for uh, uh, favors, and Kimba Walker would still be on the books, I believe, for another two years. I think. So I don't. I don't think they'll buy him out. So even with the Kimball Walker buyout this year, we're still talking about, what, $26 million just about that they're under the cap for? Yeah, they're going to get the floor. Yeah, So I, and let me be clear. like That's not a concern. I just say that to illustrate that Favors is going to opt in. You don't walk away from that kind of money. And I think it's going to be the exact same process we saw with Kimball Walker. Uh, Favors will opt in. He'll then let Sam Presti know, hey, I'd really love to either A, be here or be elsewhere if it's option number two. Sam Presti will start trying to trade him. If they can't get a trade and Favors still wants to go elsewhere, then I think he'll just be bought out because buying out a one-year um, isn't really a, a huge ordeal. And the Thunder, what's the big people they're going to bring in this year? It's going to be draft picks, which are on cheap, cheap, cheap deals. So yep. the Thunder will have plenty of space. If, if Favors is on the roster starting the year next year, I think that that's just a, he wants to be in Oklahoma City. If not, Sam Presti has shown, we know with the car wash, we're getting people in and out as far as your Chris Pauls, your Horfords. It hasn't really gone that route for Derek Favors this year, so I, I think that the buyout's very much on the table if they can't get him moved and he makes it clear to the front office that he doesn't want to play in Oklahoma City next year. He's going to get traded to the Lakers. <laughs> in June? I don't think he's old enough to go to L.A. For Russell, West, for Russell Westbrook, or is he just going to get... Oh, uh, God. Oh, <laughs> is that God. part of the Russell Westbrook package? June 29th, also, the Thunder have until that date to exercise the $3.5 million contract of Mike Muscala. He's the longest tenured player and averaged eight points in only 13. Uh, it says the longest tenured. Who's who's a... Baisley? Isn't, isn't it Baisley? Was Muskie... 
Did they sign Muskie before they drafted? Draft, did they yeah, the sign Muskie before they drafted Baisley? No, I think no, but they couldn't have because the draft is before a free agency. Huh. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, one one of those pillars of, of this version <laughs> of the Thunder. You've got SGA, Baisley, and Mike Muscala. Uh, are they going to sign him for the three point five? Yes. He seems like a guy that wants to be here. He's like a great professional. He's a gritty guy. He does all the right things. Like sits on the bench correctly? Yeah. No, but you're right. He's he's now he's a Nick Collison as I look at the poster of Nick Collison in the studio. <laughs> yeah, and he's Nick Collison, not Adonis Haslam. Why? Because he can't he, well, he, he he get beat anybody up. Because he wants to step out and shoot threes. You yeah, gotcha. <laughs> okay. what, are, what are you two doing here? God. Isaiah Roby has uh, until June 29th to exercise his $1.9 million team option. I don't I don't like how they worded that because they made it seem like Isaiah has a has a say in that. Like uh, If he wanted to, obviously he's going to opt into that, but that's a team option. So they worded that to make it seem like it's his choice, it's the team's choice, and they're going to... He, they're going to opt out of that. I I think it depends on who they draft. Yep. I don't I, because because they have they have after they got rid of deck, they only have one roster spot available. So if they only draft one guy, then and they have three first round picks. So if they only draft one of them, yeah, but they can't draft two of those guys and keep Broby. So somebody has to go. So the way I look at it is. Who they draft is dependent on the lottery, we assume, right? Um, now, there's a world where Sam Pretzky's got like the number two overall pick, and he goes off the board of the big three, and we're all going, huh, Sam Presti, <laughs> back at it again. But if the Thunder don't land in those top three, that next chunk of guys who Jerry has been priming people all year long, if that's who you need to look to, not those guys in the big three, a lot of those guys are guards. And if, the, if you nail one of those guys... They could become something great, but what that really means is the Thunder aggressively going to be in take mode for sure again next year. And we know this Thunder team loves them, some Roby playing way out of position as the center (laughs) on the roster because it makes them very susceptible to getting abused on the boards, offense rebounds, stuff like that. So depending on who the Thunder drafts, they land one of those big three or someone similar, then no, I don't think they're going to exercise that. If the Thunder pick in six, seven, eight. Unless they just go with another big, I think Roby's coming back to, to lead the charge. I will say this. If they do develop, I hate using the T word, if they do develop one more season, I mean, the big the big enchilada is number one. So they have to, without a doubt, make sure that that roster sucks. Which and it's not good. It's Shea like, might go on a sabbatical. Yeah, they, they would have to do what they're doing at the end of the season this year at the beginning of the season next year for that to happen like i I don't see any scenario where they can play everybody and be that bad enough to be in position to get the number one pick which is why the nba long ago should adopted soccer's ability to loan players (laughs) can you imagine how much better position the thunder would be and if they could have just loaned sga to any other team for this season let him develop there while they just stink I'm so glad you brought soccer into this. You're welcome. Uh, a couple of more uh, dates here. June 30th, the day after, after the Independence Day of those three. Uh, Independence Day is for Teo Maladon. Independence Day, a movie that is way down my <laughs> list after recent events. What are you wow. talking about? Wow. It's in my top six. Yeah, Will Smith just did to the alien what he did to Chris Rock. Well, no, the way the way that he squared up on Chris Rock, there's no way he's taking down any aliens. That, that's, that's my takeaway. Well, he had to hold back. Like, yeah, he would have taken his head off. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, June 30th, uh, that is when uh, Tam Maladon is guaranteed his $1.9 million. Will he get his $1.9 on June 30th? That one I am iffy about. I can see that one going e- either way. I I think I'll probably lean towards him not coming back. They can't bring him back. They can't. The, the, the crimes he's committed against their draft <laughs> stock this season by showing up and being an absolutely decent... By actually playing basketball. To, to, to positive impact on the floor. The he was last the three, best player for the Thunder for about two or three games yeah, running. Yeah, they, they cannot afford to bring that kind of uh, confidence, effort, and winning mentality back to this locker room next year. They can't do it. Also, they missed out on the lottery. They're going to get on their guard and... Sorry, these guys that we thought, oh, they're going to be great bench rotational guards. The Thunder just loaded up on guards. Tail's not going to be a part of the future, so ship them out now. This one's the one that bothers me the most. You guys figure out why it does. The Rookie Max extension for SGA is on July 1st. It is a placeholder that will get finalized when the official salary cap number is released. But his first-year cap hit of approximately $30.5 million will kick in when the new league year begins. What a hell of a way to make $30.5 million working part-time for two damn seasons, and then every single game for SGA is a play date. There's no consequence. Oh, did you win? You lose? It doesn't matter. You led the league in drives again. Thirty and a half damn million dollars for just being Sam Presti's favorite toy. I mean, John Wall got 44 to sit on the bench. John Wall's been an all-star. <laughs> Shake and commission so many. I mean, well, okay, Reba Michael McIntyre Porter Jr. shirts with thirty-one million dollars. <laughs> like Michael Porter Jr. has no back. It, yeah, so he got. That's an injury, a real injury. <laughs> I'm trying to make this better, but you keep you keep coming with solid points that <laughs> making making it worse. Where worse. am I? Because I'm a hater, right? There's people all oh, Jerry the. You hater. know who's really gonna hate that uh, money kicking in. All the scrubs on the roster at the end of the year who were like, we could have got another roster bonus for the second straight year, but there is no need for a floor when Shea's getting 30. That, that, that's a lot of money. It's life-changing. When, like, you he, know what? He can move into Gallardia now. You know what I feel bad? I feel bad that I let Brandon rotate out because he would just be giving me the business left and right about why this is such Jerry. a great thing that, that he's getting 30 and a half for not doing a damn thing in the NBA just yet. Here, let me put on my Brandon hat real quick. <clears throat> Jerry, I mean, if you look at the numbers, that's really only $500,000 per every potential assist. So if you want to get mad, the reason he's not an all-star is because the media hates Oklahoma City. Not the fact that uh, they're currently vying to be one of the four worst teams in the NBA, but there should definitely be an all-star from that team. Does he uh, get the 30 and a half or do they trade him? I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Better question is, does he get tired of sitting on the bench? And, ah, <laughs> when will Shay get tired of losing? That's my favorite. Let's get get this man out of Oklahoma City. All right, let's get to, to more important members Sorry, of this. I'm just, just pulling I'm reading the stat muse Twitter time. Don't worry, we'll do a Captain Saver, bro. <laughs> I might save SGA from Oklahoma City. Uh, there is no offseason guaranteed date for the $2 million contract of Ken Rich Williams. The forward has a defensive rating of 100.3 this season and is considered to have a team-friendly contract. This is interesting because he is a fan favorite. I believe he's a franchise favorite. Just is there any room at the end for Kenrich? Yeah, yeah. Kenny Kenny Hustle's going to be at OKC. 
until he's either contributing for a playoff team or someone comes along and gives gives up a top twenty pick for him. Agree. Oh, well, that's boring. I Sorry, you, I yeah. thought you guys had more to it than yeah, that. No, that's obvious. Okay, and the twenty twenty uh, second round pick Vit has. Um, this is funny. What, 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 one more time. Who is that? Okay. Yeah, because there's a bunch of consonants together. Gotcha. I'm not, the, gotcha. not a big guy there. All right, this is, I love this number. It's like you can't speak English. What makes you think you're going to be able to speak in any of the other <laughs> languages from Europe? I don't know what's going on. Has $781,579 in salary projection. It's very, okay, I'm, round numbers. We very love precise. <laughs> there's no trigger date in the remaining balance that is owed. So I mean, just... That was just pointless to put in there. I, well, I just went, what is that? Po- yeah, like you said, what is that point? Like, just wanted to put it in there. Like, we could look up on Spot Tracker, however you say that, to look up how much he's going to get paid if we wanted to. Like, nobody nobody really cares that he's getting paid over $700,000. You know who cares? The Cranchies. That's who cares. Shout out to them. They, I mean, they could also look up Google is free. <laughs> I, I mean... If I were them, I'd probably just text him and say, hey. See? How much are you getting paid? Some of, some of the stuff on the internet's not always 100%. I just, I just find it tacky. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I've all, you know, everybody always talks about the big salaries and the stuff whenever they show the uh, contracts and whatever. And am I the only one that's still the old-fashioned? It's like, you just kind of keep that business to yourself. Jer- yeah, Jerry's the one up here that's like, you know what I love about the Masters? Not the setting, not pimento and cheese, not the Patriot, none of that. Jerry likes how they're not allowed to talk about the purse. That's what, that's what Jerry likes about the Masters. Did you see that? Uh, oh, was it the guy that uh, breaks everything wrong? He and he actually put it out on uh, Twitter. Here, here we go. Adam Schefter. Adam Schefter? Yeah, <laughs> yep. Yeah, look at both. Of you. No, sorry. That he said something else. Darren Ravel, actually. Oh, Ravel. Yeah, Ravel. People still. F- I. Darren Ravel is one of the wildest. Like he's an idiot. Clearly, why do people follow him? I have no idea. He knows what he's talking about. Oh my god, Brandon's just walking in. What Brandon, then? what's back? Is that Brandon Rabar's number? <laughs> he came in like Superman to save the day. He like right. he he heard SGA slander and he immediately came. I just real quick, Brandon, just asking. isn't thirty and a thirty and a half million dollars just a bit much for somebody who hasn't made the playoffs or an all star game? Oh, SGA didn't make the playoffs his first two seasons, so half of his career. Oh, weird! I didn't know that. He wasn't the leading scorer on the See? on the OKC team that made the playoffs. See? Oh, didn't realize that. He, he, was, he, he didn't hit a game winner in one of those Rockets games. He was in the, in the playoffs. Really oh, I bad. forgot about that. Really, really bad outside of the game winner the entire series. Oh, which the, is that Clipper in that first, <laughs> which is rookie which season is with really, the Clippers. He was maybe so their their most. Are we giving him the credit? Or Important are we player in that Chris Warriors. I don't know. We're giving him. Who's we're giving him thirty point five million. That's all I know. That's all I know. That's fine. So we try to do the math. How much is that per potential assist? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that they had National Treasure on in the break room while we're eating. Yeah, no, I haven't even worked that in yet. That uh, this this portion of the show has to live up. Big time, because otherwise I could be just watching National Treasure right now. All right, it's 1077 <laughs> the franchise. Uh, when we get back, I'm going to get out of here. Matt Burton's going to come in. I think that I want you, Daniel. I'm pointing to you because that's an audio medium. It's We're, beautiful. <laughs> Ryan, I want you, Daniel, and Matt to probably get into some of the guys that the Oklahoma City Thunder are looking at, who they're going to end up with, and just sort of do there. We're go- taking you from the end of this game to the offseason into next season in this pre-post masterpiece that I'm putting together. The pregame party rolls on here on 107.7 The Franchise. We've got our entire cast of 
characters, the entire Thunder Syndicate is here, counting you down to tip off as the Thunder and the Clippers get going in game 82 of 82. Ryan Chapman here, joined by Daniel Bell, joined by Matt Burton. Daniel, your first peek into the magical, mystical, uh, are we allowed to say Kadoba shout out? Who cares? Whatever. Uh, we got Kadoba in the conference room. How is the spread? You liking it? You good? You happy? Well, I just got Dr. Pepper, so. Okay, they, never they, mind. Working me too hard. Okay, you, you just got Dr. Pepper. Matt and I have been <laughs> slamming nachos while watching National Treasure, which, um, not going to lie, guys, National Treasure Book of Secrets, the second one is scheduled to come on right after the current uh, National Treasure ends. And I might have to give that the volume over whatever the heck the Thunder Broadcast has been putting out the last couple of games. Fair. I love National Treasure. We were talking about it, man. It's 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 elite. Uh, Daniel, whenever you sleep, do you uh, go to sleep with no TV on or are you TV on, guys? I'm weird, so I have to have the TV on. Same here. Same with Ryan. But wait, but wait. Okay. So it has to be on a sitcom that I enjoy. Okay. Okay. And then if the TV goes off, like, you know how they have timers and stuff? Right. I immediately wake up and have to turn it back on. All right. Okay. This is this is a weird sleeping habits positive show. Current rendition yeah, we're, of this we're show. Fine. Matt we're fine. and I are both, uh, we sleep with the TV on, uh, much to the chagrin of the uh, leading ladies in our life. Me, yep. of course, being Scout the Dog. Yep. And then uh, Matt's lovely bro. Erica, yes. Yes, yes. yes. Lovely bro? Is that what you said? No. What you, oh, oh. Bo. <laughs> it's French, like Teo, Maladon. Yeah. Anyway, as we were going through it, uh, National Treasure has to be on the Mount Rushmore of go to sleep movies. It's elite. It, yeah. Night at the Museum is up there too. Ooh, Night at the Museum. That's a good, good one. See, my my top five were National Treasure. I know we're we're about to get into top five. Picks, yes, but this is our top five uh, sleep movies. Uh, both of the Sherlock Holmes movies. Yeah, very good. R D J. And then both of the Dark Knights, Dark Knight Rises and Dark Knight, just with Heath Ledger. That's, okay, I can't I can't do the Dark Knight because and the first uh, Sherlock Holmes because it's yeah. too interesting. Like I get too invested in. Like, See, that's true. I've seen it a lot. Also, my my number one. I'm sorry, I forgot to uh, to say this is now a top six. Um, this is a six person draft in my in my uh, <laughs> right. movie draft. Uh, my, my number <laughs> one like overall. Last year. My number one overall is Inception. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Much like last year, it's also about sleep. They're also sleeping. So I'm v- very stoked. It started as a four person draft, much like last right. year for Matt, and then by the end of it, it was a six person. By the time he uh, switched around and looked where he was, no. Um, We'll get into the draft stuff here. Uh, obviously, the, the stakes are as clear as they need to be. Thunder lose tonight. You've got the fourth worst odds. Thunder win tonight, and you're going into coin flip mode with Indiana. Um, but as has been well documented, all that stuff, since the lottery odds at the top were leveled off, the fourth best odds are cursed. The fourth best odds have never, ever moved up. Again, this is an incredibly small sample. What, three years? Yeah. Right, right. Incredibly small sample, but in those three years, the best that the fourth pick has done is hold at four. So the big three are great. Four, it seems there's a consensus four that, that's kind of separated himself, which is Jaden Ivey, the guard from Purdue. Just real quick, I'm going to set the big three aside. Like we said, this, this is a worst-case scenario doomsday preview for the Thunder. But when you guys watch Jaden Ivey play, is he a guy that can fit alongside Josh Giddy and Shea Gildas-Alexander, the Thunder just have to take a guy that may not fit because of talent? How do you see that playing out if if it is four for the Thunder and Chet Holmgren, Jabari Smith, and Paolo are off the board already, Daniel? I get Jaden Ivey, but I'm 
I'm more of a Ben Matherin fan. So if they do end up in that spot, I would want them to take Ben Matherin. I think he's better off the ball also, and I think he's a better shooter. Where I mean, Ivy is a better creator, but I would I would look at taking Ben Matherin and then AJ Griffin. But I mean, Ivy isn't a bad choice. I, I'm just more of a fan of the other two. When when you look at him. With Ivy, with Matherin, in your eyes, what does Matherin do outside of just being bigger, right? Ivy's a guy that's listed at 6'4", Matherin's a 6'7 guy. So Matherin would fit that jumbo guard, versatility, all that stuff. But what does he do specifically off the ball that you like a lot better? Because whoever one of these guys is, they're going to have to play off the ball, whether that is to Shea or to Giddy. I think he's a better off-ball shooter. Like He shot, I can't remember, it went down a little bit, uh... His shooting or three point percentage, I think it was in the forties last year, and then in the it, like high thirties this year. Uh, but the the more he was on the or the more he had the ball this year, and he was taking more step back threes and stuff. So his three point percentage went down, but his off ball number shooting percentage, I think, are better. So I think that's the one thing. I think he's a better cutter. Also, I think he's more athletic. Even though people are saying Ivy is a John Morant, I'm not saying that. But I just think he's just better slasher. He's a, he would be a better cutter and better shooter. Man, Matherin, Matherin looks better shooting it too. Like his shooting yeah. for like he has got a nice looking, nice looking shot too. I'm a huge fan of Ben Matherin. Like he, uh, I said this the other day to one of my buddies. I was like, uh, he's a six seven and what Victor Oladipo should have been. Like, yeah, like yeah, exactly. have, yeah. have we heard him sing though? That's <laughs> right. that's true. Yes, probably not. Probably not the same same vocals. I just, if Benedict Matherin comes to Oklahoma City, we have to figure out a way to get Eggs Benedict on the menu inside the Paycom Center. Yeah. I agree. Strong agree. On the floor. like Yeah. No, 100%. 100%. 100%. Uh, Benedict, just a strong name. So, for both of you, okay, Dana, we know you'd take Matherin. Matt, would Ivy be your fourth guy off the board, or would it be Matherin or, or one of these other guys you're looking at, like a Keegan Murray and A.J. Griffin? A, a shade and sharp, the mystery man. Right. Yeah. Me, me, I would, I would be between Ivy and Matherin. I am, I'm just like Daniel. I'm super high on Matherin. I like, he was the reason I picked Arizona to win the title. Like, just cause I was like, this dude, he, he could take over if he wanted to, man. And not only that, like, they were 32 and three going into the turn. Like, they only lost three games and he looked great doing it. So, um, no, I, I think, I think whoever's at four would pick, uh, Jaden Ivy, but, you gotta remember, last year at six, everyone's like, "Okay, you know the oh Jonathan Kaminga fell, Jonathan Kaminga fell." Oh my goodness! And then out of nowhere, guy that's supposed to go like later in the top ten, no, Josh Giddy here now. So I mean, it also it would not surprise me. Well, really, with anything, if if Presty picked anyone at four, it wouldn't surprise me, especially after last year. Um, I could see him, um, man. I, Taking Shaden Sharp there, I feel like would be a little bit of a reach. Uh, I feel like, um, but I mean, he reached, he reached for Giddy last year too. So I don't know. He likes, he likes, he likes him young, man. He likes him young. Shaden Sharp's the youngest one. Taking Shaden Sharp is saying to me, we, we want to tank him. Tank again. Like, yeah, we want to tank again. Nobody knows what he is. Like he looked fantastic in college, but so many, so do so many other guys that don't pan out in the NBA. So, I mean, like, I, I, I just can't. I, if they I take, can't get if, there. If they take Shaden Sharp, I'd be mad. Same. For the record, A.J. Griffin is weeks younger than Shaden Sharp. Shaden <laughs> Sharp's the second go. youngest guy. I love it. 
AJ Griffin. Real quick, a guy that so I'm just looking at one of many mock drafts, right? And we've hit everyone, everyone in that one through eight range except for Iowa's Keegan Murray. Yeah. Now I know there so this is Ryan speaking. My draft strategy, if I were a GM, would first off be to pray that I don't get fired because I'd be a terrible GM. <laughs> but secondly, as I'm going through my evaluations, especially in the NBA, I go best player available. And you don't worry about yes. the fit unless you have a guy, for instance, that you're only going to play it at point guard as a ball-dominant point guard. And since the Thunder have Shea, that's when I'd maybe go, okay, let me go to the next most talented person. A major hole on this Thunder roster is frontline bigs. So when you, I, I understand there are a lot of Thunder fans who maybe if you get outside of the top three, which again are projected frontline bigs, I could see why they would say six eight plays power forward. Get us one of those. He's not one that you guys immediately mention. Is it just a preference on? This team needs shot creators, and so you're going for that. Like, what, what's what's the reason you wouldn't consider Keegan Murray at a four, five, six, or would you? They have a Keegan Murray on the roster already, and his name is Darius Baisley, pretty much. Like, and for me, I look at if you like where the, where you are. Like, if you're at one, obviously you need to take the best guy available. But after probably three. You and it depends on how deep the draft is. Also, like this is seen as a thir- three-person draft, so one to three doesn't matter who you get. Well, it'll be a, if the Thunderland at five in the lottery, it'll be, it'll be a five-person draft. <laughs> right, absolutely. So, like at like so at four, for me, it's weighing whether that fit and whether the fit or the the best player available. Which one is better? Like, is that is he gonna is this say a AJ Griffin? Is he gonna fit better? Than a Jaden Ivy would because he because he's a much better shooter, like and that's how I weigh it. But I just I I'm I'm not a fan, I'm not a fan of Keegan Murray at all. He's good. It's just he's six eight and to me I'm like you're six eight. Why aren't you? Why don't you have better guard skills? Right. I I'm Daniel. We agree again. Uh, <laughs> Keegan Murray to me when I'm when I'm watching him too. He looks a little stiff, like a little bit. Like uh, I don't know. He he looks a little bit stiff in the hips. It's it's a little weird um, to me. But I mean, he is a really good shooter. And at six eight, I mean that so that's a that's a premium. That is a absolute premium. Um, he uh, it's always weird to me too with how guys are going to fit whenever. A lot of the times they're posting up in college, and then you know he's like a pick and pop guy. Like I, I don't know how that's going to translate like those tweener guys in college that he's right. kind of a tweener um between being a, a true wing and then or like a true four i i, I don't know how he, how really how he's gonna fit it's got to take a good team a good team fit with keegan murray yeah, I, I think i think that like since the thunder are going to be drafting that high you need to have somebody that is already good at something like you're gonna if you take AJ Griffin, he's already a really good shooter, so you don't have to worry about developing that. Like with Keegan Murray, you have to develop a lot of things, and and if he was if he was a great defender, maybe, but this team needs some offense, and I think we've we've seen that Dagnall is has shown that he can get these guys to defend at a very high level. So I'm not really worried about that. I'm worried about offense. Like what can these guys do offensively, and size 
yeah, and, and since since Pressy's flipped the switch, right? I, I'm going to take Alexei Pokashevsky's selection and say that that is an official. The page was turned as far as what uh, Sam Presti's new draft strategy appears to be because Poku was a guy who obviously is incredibly long, does not have your typical guard frame with a little bit of guard skill set as far as passing, being able to try to create, wants to create, stuff like that. Um, We've seen that out of a guy like Paolo right at the top, which makes him very exciting. We haven't really seen that out of Jabari because he was just hoping that his guards passed him the ball by the end of the year. (laughs) And then Chet's a different can of worms as a center, but but Keegan Murray just hasn't really flashed that ability to move the ball. I, I just... He just doesn't seem like a, a fit for what the Thunder want. Like I feel like if they want to go get somebody like that, that's a okay. You draft somebody else. You feel like you have your core of four or five guys, and then the key what Keegan Murray would do is a we see that Presty moves a pick at the deadline for insert random depth power forward here, who's going to be your eighth guy off the bench in a playoff rotation. Like just go get a veteran version of that. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. And I think like he would be an older like Sam Presti pick, but now like that that Poku pick, which I didn't really think of it. That is kind of when things change. Because when because when you look at the first round picks yeah. from there, it's Poku. Then you look to the next year, right? Of a Giddy, who's the best version of all that as far as the creation goes. And then Trey Mann is a very different pick. Is a guy who's undersized but had come in and shown that he can shoot the three ball really well and he can get his own shot, which is not what we've seen a ton from Sam Presti. Um, it, it feels like that was a clear, the rebuild has started and, and we're after a different kind of draft strategy that, that doesn't really fit Murray. I think that you have a great point because I think that if this was the old Sam Presti, Jonathan Kaminga would be a member of the Thunder right yeah, now absolutely. instead of Josh Giddy. So you have a great point. Great observation. Thank you. Thank you. Also, just Keegan Murray, as far as just the lottery guys go, he'd be the oldest guy this side of Oshai Abaji, just based off this projection. So um, at 21.6 years old, for reference, you look at the other one, guys, Chet's almost 20, 18.9 years for Jabari. Paolo's about 19 and a half. Jaden Ivey just turned 20. Like That is yeah, two extra years that, that Sam Presti has shown that he doesn't really want to do. Yeah, it's a win now type player, and, and like now, yeah. <laughs> which is crazy to say. I I think I I think as the old adage goes, this may be the case with Keegan Murray on draft night. If the hat don't fit, you must make a different pick. I think that's how that goes. <laughs> I think so. I think Did so. you just come up with that on the fly? <laughs> yeah, it's never been done. No version of that has ever been muttered. So, I think that's it. So you think he's gonna drop? Yeah, just a little. It, 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 if the Thunder pop out at four or five, I think he might drop. Um, okay, real quick, some of the fringe guys. So the Thunder, if they finish fourth, they'd be locked in at eighth on the bottom end of the lottery, right? My math's correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The worst they could do is eighth. We have talked about all guys that are in the top eight of this specific mock draft. Again, that's Chet, Jabari, Paolo, Jaden Ivey, Keegan Murray, A.J. Griffin, Shaden Sharp, and then Benny Matherin. Some of the guys on the fringe here, Atari Easton from LSU, Johnny Davis from Wisconsin, Jalen Duran, Ty Ty Washington. Is there any way any one of those guys through this draft process goes from 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 to, to maybe 6, 7, or 8, kind of the back end of where the Thunder worst case scenario would be? Duran, probably. Yeah, I was going to say, I think he would be. He's, I mean, pick, he's yeah. the big. He was seen as he was seen as in that group with 
uh, Chet and uh, and Paolo before Jabari got there, and he just, I mean, things at Memphis just didn't really work out the way he wanted to. But he ended their year really strong. But he doesn't really have any that many offensive skills, or at least he didn't show that many at, at Memphis. So, but I think through the the draft process and the the combine, I think he could somebody that could definitely move up. Yeah, quiet as it's kept there at Memphis. Um, when Amani Bates went down, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes. They started winning a lot. They started winning a right. lot yeah. there at Memphis, uh, and Jalen Dern was still uh, doing that. I, I would think I would he would be my first choice uh, of those guys on the fringe that I think could make it in that top eight. Um, I also really like Johnny Davis from uh, from Wisconsin. I like him. I, I think he is another uh, maybe a, a win now player. I think he was just a sophomore too. I, I could be getting him confused with someone else, but yeah, I think he was just a sophomore too, so kind of a younger guy. But uh, I was I was definitely a fan of of Johnny Davis from Wisconsin. Not for the Thunder, but I could see Ty Ty Washington moving up because of his passing was yeah very good this year. But it definitely wouldn't be for if the Thunder took him. I, I, they they'd be trading somebody, obviously. Right, <laughs> be like that. That's yeah. a pick for another team yeah. that, that he's involved with. Yeah, Ty Ty Washington with uh, 4.8 assists per game near the top of college basketball. The next closest person would be Kennedy Chandler, who's going to be a mid-20s guy as far as just production as assists per game at the college level. It'll be fascinating. It'll be fascinating, too, as the Thunder will have another pick there in the middle of the second round, or the middle of the first round, excuse me, where the Clippers come in. So uh, that pick could be all over the map if they actually stand back and take it. Take Mark Williams. And yeah. don't look back. Just don't put him at the free throw line. Stop well, it. He was, Stop it. He was... No, he, that was a joke yeah, for that, me, Daniel, because I spent the whole week before that game saying that Mark Williams is a good free throw shooter because he's a 76% free throw shooter. And, and then, then he gets there and misses. Yeah, and then he misses. So, yeah. So, but I was like, top, I realized I jinxed The him. whole team was missing free throws, and I'm going to I'm gonna blame it on the depth perception because Same. both teams were missing free throws. Well, I also... I can't imagine how shook he was knowing that there are loose floorboards at the other end of the court. <laughs> and he probably stepped up to the free throw line and was like, am I going to be okay? Is my ankle good? Is the, are we stationary? Are we stationary at the charity show? I'm still hurting from that loss. So. Uh, me too, man. It's, me too. it's yeah, okay. It's, it's, I will say, don't be surprised if a, a team, I, I don't know why, but I think this guy could go way earlier than he's projected. But Patrick Baldwin Jr. from Wisconsin-Milwaukee. Yeah. 6'10", can shoot it. And like he was, he was going to go to basically any college in the country, but his dad coached at Wisconsin Milwaukee, so he went to go play play there. And uh, man, the dude, like he's he's like a B grade Michael Porter Jr. Basically, if I think if he was at, but he has a back. (laughs) True, if he was at a blue blood school, I think he'd probably be easily top ten guy for sure. But nobody watched Wisconsin Milwaukee play basketball. That's true. That's true. Blame that on. The media contracts. That's Daniel Bell, Matt Burton on the other side of the glass. On the other side of this commercial break, here's the thing. Here's the beauty of this. We have a whole slew of people in the bullpen who have not made an appearance yet. Last game of the year. Can't hold anything back now, which is why the entire franchise thunder syndicate is together for this pre-game extravaganza ryan chapman is here daniel bell is out to watch national treasure lucky him christine butterfield is in 
Ryan and Matt Burton still rocking with you. Christine, first off, hi, welcome. Welcome to the show. I hope you enjoyed your uh, pregame fixins in the back. Oh, I mean, Kidoba's the best. But we've actually switched to Bad Boys 2 now, so. Well, that's disgusting. Solid choice. I don't want to go back to that room. And this is not a knock against Bad Boys 2. Bad Boys for Life, yeah. If, If we're going to watch a sequel... Uh, the National Treasure sequel is better than the Bad Boys sequel. That's such a hot take. I don't even know what to say. Spicy. That's I know. A terrible take. I'm sorry. Spicy. I know. But everyone has. It's not a terrible take. It's a terrible but, take for me. But everyone has their own opinion. It's okay. It, it's my. That truth, is your Matt. opinion. That's your truth. So polite. That's okay. Here. Just polite in saying that that that's okay to have that take. That yeah. is okay. Yeah, it is okay. I respect. We are a welcoming pregame show. If you're wondering, hey, why are you here? Well, the Thunder and the Clippers are going to get it going here in about 30 minutes. Unfortunately, that take could get you slapped, Ryan. (laughs) Who says? Well, uh, you know, one of the cast members in Bad Boys Two. It's true. Mm -hmm. Well, we were analyzing his walk in the movie a second ago, and it looked the exact same. familiar, yeah. yeah. It looked like a pissed-off walk, yeah. Yeah, I think he was drawing some inspiration. Sorry, I completely derailed that, but... So I was just if I shaved my head that Will Smith would be <laughs> like, he'd actually come out and defend me instead of anything else. But that's neither here nor there. Thunder Clippers getting it going here in about 28 minutes. The Thunder are still rolling out that same tank. I mean, uh, starting lineup that they've had the last couple of nights. Simpson, Krejci, Circle K, Horde, and Roby. Those will be the five for Los Thunder. No Paul George tonight, understandably. No Reggie Jackson tonight, understandably. For the Clippers, they'll roll out Man, Coffee, Kennard, Batum, and Zubak. Christine, is the is there any way the Thunder have one last surprise, one last trick up their sleeve to force a coin flip, which would give everyone in Thunderland incredible PTSD from last season, which finished on the final night of the year with a victory over Steve Ballmer's Los Angeles Clippers? I I think it will probably all fall down to Jalen Ward once again because he's been putting up double-doubles for the past, like, what, three games? And he's had three plus 20-point performances in the last three games. So it's like, if he's putting up those numbers, maybe. If Isaiah Roby hits another buzzer-beater three, maybe. But other than that, I don't see this Thunder squad having enough talent to even outdo the uh, Clippers' rotation at this point. Yeah, and, I mean, the Clippers, they're sitting a bunch of guys, but they still have guys like Zubats, like Batum, like Kennard, who are... You know, veteran guys that that play a lot. So, and Robert Covington, I believe, is still is yeah. playing as well. Yeah. So, I mean, Covington's they they still have so enough. Covington Covington actually just got inserted into the starting lineup in favor of Batum. Okay, so, well there you go. So, minor I mean, they, update they still there, have some, but still has some veteran presence. They should they should still win this game. I mean, yeah, and Covington just dropped forty three against the Bucks, so he could do whatever he wants. Basically, the big question I've had rattling around my big dumb brain is. Uh, if Jalen Horde continues to do what he do, does, why didn't Sam Presti just sign Mark Dagnall to attend a hardship? Player coach, throw yeah. him out there, let him be the floor general, the fifth guy on the floor to save Oklahoma City from Jalen Horde. The player and some sort of uh, front office or working for team, it's hot in the streets right now. Yeah, Tom Brady in Miami tried. To, they just tried, yeah, to they tried to do the owner player mm-hmm. combo. It's hot in the streets right now. Why not? Eric Spolstra looked like he wanted to be an enforcer for that <laughs> team on the floor a couple of weeks ago. 
I mean, Mark Dagnall did that uh, free throw contest with Teo Maladon. Clearly, he he knows what he's doing at the line. So yeah, clearly, and he'll get and he'll get the calls because he's so small. So yeah, and he and he can work the refs like he can work the refs like a coach while also playing. So I, I'm yeah. with you. Sassiest gum chewer on the sideline for sure is. Is there a method in which, or a way in which we can pull this off where he can still wear his quarter zip on the floor? Ooh. Or, I guess he could put might it need under to get his jersey. Approved. Yeah, he yeah. might need to get that league approved. Could he so. Could he put the jersey over the quarter zip? I don't know. Mello couldn't undershirt? wear his hoodie. Mello couldn't wear his hoodie, so I don't know if, if the Q zip That's would work. That's true. That's the only way I want him on the on the court if he can do that lots of great questions lots of great questions will any of them get answered no absolutely not tonight the one that uh maybe we can start to dig into start to answer is christine we've made it this is game 82 of the 82 day 82 game excuse me grind through this second year of repositioning replenishing re whatever um rehydrating (laughs) yes there you go reduce reuse and recycle that's the new motto in thunderland uh, simply put, Christine, was this year a success? I, I think it just falls down to the draft at this point because that's the only way you can tell if it's worth it. To the lottery, specifically? Yeah, like to the him. lottery. Um, I, I mean, I was, I was just talking about this with Matt before we came on air, but that fourth lottery spot is pretty uh, unlucky in the past it's few cursed. years. It's pretty cursed. So I'm not sure if it's even a win if the Thunder do get the fourth and they're slotted into the fourth lottery spot. I I don't know. I mean, the last draft, they really went out with Josh Giddy, Trey Mann, um, even Aaron Wiggins on the two-way, and Jeremiah Robinson-Earl, obviously one of Matt's favorites. Yep, yep. But uh, I really think it comes down to how this draft goes for the Thunder because that's how it's going to prove if they actually can legitimize losing as many games as they have in the way that they have because it's starting to you know once again gather national tension where it's like are we really allowing this to happen in the league right now just quickly on tankathon.com i just did a lottery simulation the thunder popped out with the eighth pick so then this year would be a nightmare nightmare big l big l nightmare zone um the the thunder uh, i mean it's a success Uh, especially down the stretch here they're they're doing everything they can. Like it's just sometimes they win a few against Portland that they shouldn't win. Like it's just they did everything they can. They played mostly G League guys. Like it's just they did everything they could, and you more than likely are going to end up in the four spot. I don't know. It's, I, I'm spinning this into a positive. I think I think Brandon Rabar. I mean, me and Brandon just talked. He, he, Brandon's probably the most positive person I know. Um, I, I think the four spots due. It's due to move up. Interesting, bold. It is due. It's been, it's only stayed or gone back. It is due to move up. Matt's this a, is the year I believe. I can tell Matt's a really bad roulette player, and you know how <laughs> I know is that yeah. Matt and I have similar bankrolls when we roll into a casino, no. which is yours is way more. Which than is mine. spoiler alert, not a lot. And Matt and I probably I have walked to text up. Erica and be like, "Can you video this?" <laughs> Am I am I allowed to take <laughs> one deposit out of the ATM? Yeah. Um, and Matt's going to walk up and he's going to see that big board over the roulette table and he's going to see, wow, it hit red six times in a row. It's, it's due. due. Matt walks up, puts all of his money on black. Then he realizes that while in the grand scheme of things, yes, that is how that works. True. That roulette ball does not care where no. it just landed the previous six times as these lottery balls will not. Don't get wrapped up into it. Cautious optimism. Lottery balls have feelings, Ryan. 
cautious optimism, but the lottery balls ain't due for anything because they're ping pong balls. A guy can hope, okay? A guy can <laughs> A boy just can hope. dream. A man can dream. It'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. For the record, I simulated another one, and the Thunder got the first pick. So we, we've we've oscillated. <laughs> yes. oh, wow. We've oscillated. Do that. Let's go. Two. We've oscillated all the way from nightmare, nightmare, nightmare to right. oh my gosh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Follow. <laughs> They can get Bancaro. They can get... Was that, was that an Eric Andre reference? It, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It was. Yeah. It was. Nightmare, 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 nightmare. Legalized ranch. Uh, investigate 311. Uh, welcome to the uh, Crackpot Conspiracy pregame show. But absolutely. No, um, I think that's totally fair that the Thunder season, right, wrong, or otherwise, will be judged on how the draft lottery falls. Because though they're not going to be totally greasing the wheels and mobilizing out of tank mode next year specifically probably based on however this draft falls Mm -hmm. it's a lot easier to if you land in that top three just roll the roster out in the first 20 games and if they catch fire if they find some immediate um chemistry and can get rolling sam press is gonna have to sit and think long and hard about do i start making moves to make this roster better you still got a ton of picks out there and there's always going to be disgruntled superstars in this league does he flip the switch and move this thing into trying to see how that those pieces will be cohesive on the floor and what kind of guys he could target to speed that process up. It'll be fascinating. It'll be fascinating. Unfortunately, it's all going to come down to lottery night, which is why the Thunder really need to lose tonight just so that don't get into that coin flip. Don't make it any harder on you because as we've established, the ping pong balls don't care about Sam Presti's feelings. And you, you asked this. You asked if this season was a success, and we automatically went to the uh, lottery balls. Uh, let's also talk about the 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 product on the floor from the guys that are going to be here for the foreseeable future. Like Shagilds Alexander took another jump this year. Uh, Josh Giddy home run pick, home run pick. Uh, guys uh, were were que- or people questioning it uh, on draft night. Me, I was I was people. I was people. I was questioning at draft night, but no, he, he was a home run pick, and uh, got Trey Mann as well. Like you know, so there are, there are positives to take away. Uh, you know, everyone's talking about development, 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 uh, and and I think they did that. I mean, if you're looking at it from just a developmental standpoint, then yes. Like I I think it just matters as a if you're looking at this season, how you're looking at it. Like if you're saying. I want to see how these players can get from point A to point B individually and see how much they've changed. Then, yes, you can say the season was a success. If you're looking at this season and you're saying, I want the Thunder to be in the best position on lottery night to get the best pick they can to hopefully not have to tank for another year, then it's going to matter on lottery night. If you actually enjoy watching a basketball team win, then no, it wasn't a success. So, like, it just depends on what your perspective is on what you wanted to see out of the Thunder this season. Um, I mean, obviously, like you said, Matt, I think Shea Gillis-Alexander took huge strides in his development this season. I think Josh Giddy looked a lot better earlier than we all expected. And he's proving to be that he's going to be a cornerstone in this franchise for the next few years and Trey man surprised a lot of people by how quickly he was able to improve his game and how he has now implemented a step back, how he's done so many moves. Now he's scoring at all three levels. He's even getting scrappy on defense. So there's a lot of players that have improved a lot, especially Lou Dort coming out of the summer, whenever people are really looking for him to get a better offensive game to match his defensive intensity. He did that as well. So 
there were players that improved, but ultimately that won't even matter that much if the Thunder don't cash that in in the draft and come out to a better positioning next season. Yeah, the development's great, but for me, outside of Shea, outside of Giddy, and maybe Trey Mann, it's just an incomplete. Because if when the Thunder are built and contending, let's just say in three years, in three years' time, they've had a lot, had a draft pick hit, they've added somebody, and they're actively trying to make it to the playoffs. In three years' time, if Darius Baisley's not on this roster, if Jeremiah Robinson Earl is not contributing in the rotation, if Lou Dort is relegated back to mainly just being, you're here to play defense and stand in the corner and shoot three. Like if all of that stuff comes to fruition because there's just more talent on the roster, then none of this development actually really matters outside of Shea, Giddy, and then whoever else is fit enough to survive in in that uh, rotation, whether it be a Trey Man, whether it be a Baisley, whoever. And so, thankfully, I, I don't think that there were so many games lost for the sake of development that that you weren't able to serve both, which is try to get that pick and develop everyone along. Um, it, it's an interesting balance. They just lost too many games when they were still trying to win games in months like December and stuff like that. So I'm very open to, in three years from now, coming back and if, if Baisley's an impact player off the bench and Trey Mann's your six-man candidate, then like, yeah, this, this season was a smashing success. I just think, unfortunately, we won't know that until we have the benefit of time to kind of look back on it and see what's going on. Yeah, that's exactly where I'm at. Which is the least satisfying answer a Thunder fan could get. Sorry to anyone. It's the long play, guys. Out there. It's the long haul. That we're going to put this segment in a time capsule. And we're going to bury it. <laughs> and we're going to bury we're it. We're going to, yeah. We're going to take Three all, years from today. Everyone's going to know. All the bad chemistry jokes, and we're going to bury them. That is what we are doing during this commercial break. On the other side, Josh Connett will hop along, and I assume it's the post game crew taking us home. It might be the pregame show, but it's the postgame crew coming to you live from 1077 The Franchise Studios. I'm Christine Butterfield here with Matt Burton and our lovely forever producer, Josh Conant. We're going to be wrapping this up for you guys. This exciting, ultimately uh, season, uh, uh, I don't want to say ending, even though it's ending, but just, you know, it's all cultivating. It's this one moment for the Thunder. Are they going to be in a coin flip for the lottery or nah? Man, so I, I, will really, show. I really hope so. I really hope not. Thunder, can you just ju- can you just, just follow the assignment, please? Just lose. I don't want to just do another please. coin flip. Just everyone pick where everyone gets what seed they're supposed to. We don't need to coin flip. Just everyone stay where they are. Just I don't like change. <laughs> he doesn't like change. <laughs> no, um, doesn't like change in the form of coin flips or like in things the- up to chance. I hate that. Don't don't like that either. Not a fan. I personally just don't want to have my anxiety up. Especially since that. OKC was burned last year, or else they could have Evan Mobley. High key right burned. Now. I mean, like, I mean, yeah. But but jo- Josh, Josh, Josh Giddy's great. Good, yeah. So it's like Josh Giddy's good too. It's okay. It's okay. But you know, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, how long would Evan Mobley be sitting out right now? <laughs> very true. Very very true. <laughs> That's the real question. That's the real question. Or I think he would have been time, out. Josh Giddy went out. I think he probably would have been out. A little bit earlier, he wouldn't. He would have made one. It was. Did Josh Giddy play in one game after At the All Star break, I, or is it two? It was one. It was. I think it was. Maybe. I think it was two, because after the first game back, it was like, oh, this is so fun, and then it was like, oh, was he the better primary creator over Shea Gilgeous Alexander? And then he didn't see a, a like minute of hip, court time again. His hip hurts. 
His hip is sore. But then somehow he's randomly in New York for a home game and then comes back. <laughs> Took a nice little trip. Yeah. Took a nice little trip. Maybe um, he did trip. Maybe that's what hurt his hip. I wish I could think of a rhyme. I'm straight trip, out. Trip and hip. Trip and hip. I'm sorry. Straight out, but the but the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder have taken a trip to Los Angeles to face the Clippers. Sans Paul George um, Covington will play tonight, and he will definitely be a factor. Uh, we've kind of already talked about the Clippers. Mm, no one cares. Um, so I just want to point out this is the first time that I've seen Matt, not Matt Daniel Bell since Kansas won the national championship, and I have not spoken about it since and I really I can't wait to talk to him about it because I thought I was going to do it on air but I guess not Sigh. Sigh I don't think you've said a second about Kansas winning no we have not talked about it but it feels good they're having the parade today looks really good looks really fun everyone's out and about I'm sure it does that's it sure it does cool (laughs) um, that, that brings me up though to the upcoming draft Obviously, we know that there's like five Duke players that are projected to be top five or top 30 draft picks. Uh, Right now, surprising to me, there are two Kansas players. The first one, obviously, being Ochayabaji. He's projected to be in the top 15 last time I've checked. Uh, Christian Brown, though, sneaking into the top 30. I'm kind of a a little surprised by that. No, we, yeah, we were talking about this before. Not, I'm, I'm not like. I mean, as you pointed out, six seven, uh, six seven, six yep. seven, and dude is athletic. He is athletic and uh, can shoot it. So I mean, hey, you put those three together, pretty good NBA prospect. Someone would take him in in the uh, in the twenties for sure. I think I could he, definitely get there. Yeah, he's he's projected like twenty eighth through thirtieth right now. Yeah, no, I'm I'm, and def- I'm I'm there. The Thunder have the 30th pick thanks to the Phoenix Suns. I don't think Christian Brown is a culture fit here because of just how uh I'm going to say this nicely, emotional he plays. But uh I feel like the Thunder could use a fiery player like that. They don't uh, really have he would one. Be fun. He would be fun, but I also think that I I think the 30th pick is like already going to be traded. <laughs> I think, I yeah, think the Thunder yeah. are going to trade that because they just can't. No, have, you're right. They can't have three guaranteed contracts on the roster as as rookie. Like I just don't think. Um, I don't think that would be feasible with another couple draft picks next year and then after that too. So I think I think thirty will be traded back into the second round and you know they'll they'll just take someone there. Maybe Christian Brown's there. Maybe maybe he doesn't go in the first round. But um, no, I. Uh, so I saw him being cool. like a mid second round guy, but yeah, it would be it would be cool to see Christian Brown go in the first round. I mean, guys just make plays. Anytime I watch Kansas, man, he's he's just making plays. He's that's, on the right side of does. a lot of plays. He forces he a lot of turnovers. He's great in transition. I told yeah. you that. Like he's one of the most confident decision makers in transition. Like he can I've shoot seen. it, but he doesn't settle for a shot. Like he is very aggressive going to the basket. He wants to get to the basket, but I mean, he can always rely on that outside shot too. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, a lot of exciting things for the Thunder, hopefully, coming up in this year's draft. I say ca- I with so. a cautious spirit. I hope so. I hope so, too. It'll depend on tonight a little bit. 
Yeah, they have to, have to lose tonight. This is a must-lose game. How many times have we said this oh, season yeah, know, this is right. a must-lose game and the Thunder have not followed through? Well, technically they all were. I, I would have been a fan if they went 0-82. Uh, and That would have been fine. I would have been okay with that because they did they did what they were supposed to. They got the, yeah. the best odds they could. I mean, I projected but, them to have 22 or 23 wins. They've already exceeded my expectations. Absolutely. And that is And that was not kind. Yeah, no, they, uh, that they, wasn't supposed to happen. No, the two Portland games. That's just. I mean, come on. It's just like they're doing their best. And, the, and it's sad because they're doing their best, you know? That's what I'm saying. It's like down the down this stretch, whenever they've shut everyone down, it's like if they win a game, it's like, what more could you do, really? Like, honestly. I mean, there is nothing. Just and They, like, they the waved Olivier like, Saar because he was making too much of an impact. Like, especially really, really down the stretch. Like, recently, it's been like. Six guys playing. Only six. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then you and you take into effect that, like, yeah, six guys play. Isaiah Roby played 14 minutes in the last game. Right. So it's, like, practically five, yeah. actually. And you got G League guys like uh, Simpson, Kalazakis. Like, they're... They're Zach playing like 46 minutes. They're like playing 46 minutes of a 48 minute game. Um, so they're they're doing what they can. Just what can you do? What, what can, can you, you do? do? Sometimes. Um, and even though this is the pregame show, we have to bring in our postgame vibes. Absolutely. Into pregame. So Josh, for the last time this season, can you please take us into our vibe check? You know the. F- Vibes? You sure you're all good? No, I'm actually not good, man. Can I tell you something? Yeah, bro, yeah. The vibe's off, man. Uh, the, the park vibe? Yeah, the park vibe's off, man. Get real, dude. Your vibe's off. Is it noticeable? Is it noticeable? I, I don't know. I think I feel like I bring in some good vibes. All right, you have four minutes to tell me what the f*** going on. I, I don't know, man. I, I, th- I thought my vibe was chill, bro. No, nah, well, you thought wrong. So, that's, your, that's, your, that's your bad. <laughs> Let's get a vibe check. We do bad vibes first on this. Well, I know that. I know that. Why are you singling me out? Sorry, Josh. Just want to remind you too. Yeah, remind everyone. We do bad vibes first. Okay, I was I wasn't sure. I was actually second guessing that right now. We all knew that. We all knew that. Christine, you didn't need to say anything about that. Um, What are are we doing? Just tonight? Are we doing the the seat? What are we What are we doing for for last one? Christine, I'll leave that up to you. It can be whatever you want, Matt. I I am going to do an overarching view just okay. because this I, game I is also, so tragic. It's also going to as well. Um, bad vibes. I am going to. Oh, I'm, I'm going to go with the reverse four seed. The reverse four Saucy. seed. That's I know. I know. The reverse Saucy. four seed and the Portland Trailblazers <laughs> and the Portland Trailblazers for ruining this. Um, but no, the reverse four seed, we talked about it, it's cursed. The past three years since they changed the rules around, the odds around, whatever you want to call it, um, they the four spot has not moved up. It has just either stayed there or gone backwards. So, I don't care what Ryan says. It's due to move up. It's due. Ryan doesn't need to know. That the emo that lottery balls are going to fall into place for Matt. I believe. you. You got to believe. It's Ted Lasso. Just pointing to the side. Believe. Smack it. Hey, I believe. Do you guys? Yeah, of course, Josh? Matt. I believe. Of, of course. course. Believe. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Uh, my we good would never vibes. doubt you on this show. Thank you. Thank you. My I believe vibes, you in everything you said. My good vibes are going to go, well, one, to us for doing this this yeah. show. For, for doing this. Uh, this is our first year doing it all together, and I, I really, I really enjoyed it. I really did. It's been awesome. 
So my good vibes go to you guys. Oh my god. I'm not crying, you're crying. Yeah. That's how I feel right now. I'm like, I'm supposed to talk, but now I'm getting a little emotional. <laughs> Is that it? Is that is that that's, your yeah? That, that's uh, good vibes for the thunder. Um, <laughs> just because it'd only be right. Alexei Pokashevsky. Mm. Yeah, he is my good vibes. We couldn't get that segment in, and we got a short short show tonight. But uh, I'm glad we, you got it in. Man. I'm, I, I, Matt I made found sure, a I made way. Sure. I had said this multiple times. Anytime I could pick Poku. I will, and he is my good vibes. This is a stretch. Though. Being a seven foot guard, I love and it. Pl- and especially as month of March, uh, yeah, it's just <sighs> awesome. Love that. Okay, you guys can go. No. Oh, thank you I'm so good much. Now. I'm okay. good now. Great, 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 great. My bad vibes is going to Derek Favors. Oh no! One of the actually, I will say this: the most useless piece on Oklahoma City Thunder's team this season, by far. Because he never did anything, (laughs) practically when he was in, probably was good for like six rebounds a game, maybe eight points if you're having him on a good night. The whole point of Derek Favors in the situation he's in as a veteran is to obviously give the other players some advice, give them some wisdom, um, show them how how he's been around the block and things that he wisdom he can depart on them that they won't know because they're so young but also it's to provide a higher productivity level so that whenever they're trying to turn him around and trade him they can get positive assets back based on how Derek Favors has played this season they will be getting almost no positive assets back for him they're going to be lucky if someone wants to take Derek Favors onto their books. Utah literally gave the Thunder picks for Derek Favors. They gave the Thunder picks to get rid of him. I don't I don't see how the Thunder are going to like really get out of the situation well, on the positive side. I don't think they'll get anything back for him now. You mentioned they get they got some picks from the Jazz to take him on, so I would say that's already positive. He's got a player option this summer, so he could decline that and become a free agent. Which I think that he will. I don't think. I he, think he will. I don't too. think he wants to do that. Like I said, it's a player option for a close to ten million, if not ten million, uh, next year. But I think he's only, and he's he seems older than the, he's only thirty. Like he, he'll be thirty-one next year. He so plays like he's, like he's like, thirty-six. True. Yes. Yes. He does have an old man game for sure. Shout out, uh, old man game. Shout out. That's beautiful. Jerry Brandon and, and Daniel. You know, if he um, um but, if he doesn't play think, basketball anymore, they should try recruit him for their <laughs> their old man. I, th- I think Derek Favors could get like a two year deal, like a two year fifteen million dollar deal or something like that. I get paid like that's six, fine. Just get him off year, of the yeah. Thunder. He's doing Absol- nothing positive. He, I don't think don't think he'll be here next year. Great. Happy about that because they can't. They yeah, don't no, need him. No, no. Okay, my good vibes. Also go to this post-game crew. This, like Matt said, is our first season together. Um, Incredible. Immaculate vibes the whole year. Despite what the team was doing. We always brought the good energy. For sure. Always brought the good vibes. And I appreciate both of you a lot. Appreciate you too. I appreciate you guys. Also, shout out good vibes. Trey man. Incredible year. Absolutely. Incredible year. And I can't even really still under quite understand how much of an improvement he made from the first season I watched him saw him make two threes maybe one yeah. and I and I just thought this kid's gonna be something but I didn't think it was gonna be this much this soon I just remember being in the arena when he dropped seven straight triples 
scored 23 points in a single quarter. Obviously was the broker rookie record doing that. Scored 35 in a game. Yeah. Had that amazing night in Madison Square Garden alongside Josh Giddy. I think the two of them have really bonded as rookies and I can't wait to watch their romance continue. But immaculate vibes, best vibes, positive vibes, good vibes. I'll go to Train Man for me. Absolutely. I don't know I don't know if they do a rookie third team. I, th- I know they do rookie first and rookie second. I don't know if they do a rookie third team. I don't think they do. But if they did, Trey Man would be on it. He should be. Trey Man would be on the third team. I don't think they do. I think they only do first and second. Um, but Trey Man would definitely be on the third team all rookie, I think. So I, Kid's I'm a player. With, I'm with you. Kid can play. All right, Josh. I'm coming up. Coming up. Uh, bad vibes because we do bad vibes first. Nobody messes obviously, it up. Obviously. Yeah, Nobody. thank you for reminding yeah. us, Josh. Yeah, yeah, just reminding. Even though I'm last, I don't know why I'm reminding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bad vibes though. It's going to the word tank. Um, I, I loved watching these guys play this season, and I think that if the tank word was not a word, we'd be able to watch more of them play good. Ban the T word. Ban ban the T word. Ban the T word. I like. I am anti T. I'll say it here first. Anti T. Yeah, that's wow. why we're using all of the re words. Reduce, reuse, reuse recycle, recycle that's hydrate, what, refuel. I was wondering where you were going with replenish. that. Replenish. I like that. Uh, bad vibes out of the way. Good yeah. vibes. It's going to us, guys. Uh, Both of you guys have said it. Look at us. Look at us. Both of you guys have said it. I'm not going to see Matt Burton bob his head with me when Vibe Check starts. I'm not going to see Christine laugh whenever I'm laughing. Uh, So, yeah, it's just this has been amazing. You guys didn't let me just join. You guys made me feel like I'm a part of the team. So, I appreciate you guys a ton. And also, shout out Josh Giddy. I know you're listening. Uh, So, just shout out. You don't have to wear a headband. You don't (laughs) have to. Absolutely. You don't have to wear a headband. You do you. It worked continue i love it josh wow. I, uh, I, like I, thanked you, I thanked you when i was on with jerry and then uh, some texter was like wow is this national love fest day or national kiss ass day after i like thank jo- i was like thanking josh for being on our thunder what <laughs> when was this like just now Today? no the other whenever i was on with jerry and you did a call gotcha, in, gotcha, uh, on gotcha. the, yeah no and the guy <laughs> the guy texted and was like what is this i was like hey man i'm just appreciating our guy giving him a, a more public shout out I he love deserves it, it. I love absolutely it. man just incredible bad vibes to that guy bad vibe for sure worst Maybe. vibes to that guy um don't try to break up the squad ain't no one breaking us up this isn't gonna be an instinct situation it's okay we got this but that was our last ba- our last vibe check of the last one season slowly fading it out I don't want to. But it's necessary. And there's Jerry making his appearance for some reason. But I guess that should mark the end of this <laughs> extravaganza. Yes. Um, Matt, before we head out of here, any last any last thoughts? Um, what a season. It's been it's been a very, very fun season. Uh, I'm not just saying this because he's right outside the hallway, but thank you to Jerry Ramsey for letting uh, myself and letting uh, letting us do this. Go ahead, Jerry. Yeah, couldn't resist. Say what you need to say. No, I just want to say you guys did a fantastic job all season, and the couple of times I listened. Uh, <laughs> right now, right now. <laughs> when you were allowed to stay up late enough to listen. And the 82 get mother would say, "Have you checked in on the kids?" And I said, "Mother, they're not kids." Mm-hmm. They're full-grown adults who do an awesome job, and you guys did a great job in one of the worst Thunder seasons ever. So you have that tattoo, to, tattoo that right on your butt. You're that Josh. 
And your approval, button particular. Tattoo to approval. <laughs> but no, shout out to so Jerry. Glad. Shout out to Randy, even though he doesn't care about basketball. <laughs> <at all. laughs> but he's allowing us to do this as well <laughs> yeah. through Jerry. Um, shout out Brandon Rabar. Daniel Bell, too, who's kind of an extended member of this post-game show. Mm-hmm. We called him in the second segment of every show. So uh, shout out to all that. Ryan Chapman, like... Just shout out to everyone. I, I, lo- I love doing this, and I just, I love talking basketball, especially Thunder basketball. So I'm just really glad that I got to do it, and then I got to do it with, with you guys who I enjoy being around. So, Yeah, um, obviously just great job to everyone in this Thunder rotation this year. It was quite the journey, needless to say, but everyone always just brought... Also, the- sorry, I'm really sorry. Shout out to Matt Goldbranson, too. Matt Goldbranson yes. would fill in um, producing on post games as well, so shout out to him. He absolutely deserves it. Yeah, and um, you know everyone always brought their best to the either pre, post, whatever they were doing, and um, representing our station well. And that's all I can ask for. Uh, again, shout out to Randy Heights for still allowing us to do this in one of the worst Thunder seasons recorded in history. Uh, shout out to Jerry Ramsey. Uh, maybe he'll listen back if he heard that we knew that we were actually talking about him. Um, he was able to get the sponsor by Kidoba today. So um, big thank you to him for allowing us to munch on some some really tasty food while we were here but for the last time this year oh and also thank you to guys once again the best crew out Appreciate there you. the boys the, the the guys the well you said you said thank you to the guys that's what i'm saying yeah to you guys yeah yeah so you're saying thank you to both of you yeah to, to us cool so, for the last time this season, this Thunder season, until we are probably doing something for the lottery and also for the draft, there are a lot of plans in the works, so you won't be hearing the last of us concerned with Thunder basketball. But for the last time this season, this has been the best Thunder crew out there for 1077 The Franchise.